0: She's so stale in here Everybody's running scared We used to be so carefree we Used to be so happy Used to have everything we need
1: The Village Mentality, where melanated people are connected in spirit, love, and community. What's up, kings and queens, beautiful people everywhere? It's your girl, C.K. McGee, and I am your host. Hey there, beautiful people. How's everyone doing? I pray that you're all doing as well as you can be. Welcome back to another episode of Village Mentality, the podcast. I'm so glad to have you all here with me in the village, and you're welcome to join me each and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, I'd also like to give a warm welcome to those of you who may be tuning in for the very first time. And if you're looking to see just what Village Mentality is all about, You're welcome to catch up on all previous episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public. And I also provide links to each episode on both Instagram and Facebook. And I'll share those with you at the end of the show. But thanks again to all of you for joining. Now, it's very important, extremely important to me in the spirit of spreading knowledge to make it very clear to all of you that I, CK McGee, am a mental health and wellness advocate, not a mental health professional. And you may wonder what the difference is. Well, for one, I do not prescribe medications, nor do I diagnose conditions. As an advocate, I'm utilizing my platform to educate and bring awareness around topics that could impact our mental health because a lot of people are not aware of that. They're not aware that your environment or that somebody who is, you know, involved with, you know, uh, domestic violence or substance use, all of these things can have an impact on our mental health even if we don't have a diagnosed condition. I hold space for those who simply need to have someone listen during times of distress, as well as to act as a sounding board when they're working through things in their lives where they just wanna get some clarity, right? I have learned that we can never underestimate the power of holding space for people who need to be heard and who need to be seen, you know, understood as we navigate this roller coaster of a thing called life. Those are some of the ways that I function in my role. But one of the most important things to note is that I, too, am a person who lives with diagnosed mental health conditions. And as such, it is my mission, y'all, and my purpose to dismantle, totally smash the stigma around mental illness. So each week, I'll be talking about different topics that could impact our mental health. And I'm focused on BIPOC BIPOC communities unapologetically because as an African-American woman, I'm extremely concerned about communities of color and their mental health. Now, there are various groups that are represented under that acronym, and you know, the thing of it is, it's not that there's a higher prevalence of mental health conditions within these communities, but it is important to note the obstacles that these communities face with regard to their access to mental health care, resources, and services. Now, we may not all have mental illness, that is true, but we do all have mental health, and we need to make sure that we're taking care of it. The purpose of this podcast is to bring awareness of the many different ways in which our mental health can be affected. Again, showing that poor mental health outcomes are not always caused by chemical imbalance, but it can be from the various stressors, trauma, or circumstances that we all face from time to time in our lives. Through education and advocacy by individuals, like myself, who have lived experience, whether it's with mental health conditions or substance use, the hope is that we will be able to show up in more effective ways to support those around us that may be suffering, right? That may be suffering. I was somebody who suffered, and I didn't have, you know, the resources or someone to talk to in the way that I do for others. And that's the reason why I do it. It's what drives me. I desire to normalize the facilitation of conversations around our mental health. Because stigma, you know, it's a powerful barrier for people with mental health conditions, not only in seeking support from mental health professionals, but in just being able to live the lives that they really do deserve to live. They deserve to live the lives of their choosing. Now, Village, the one thing that you always hear me talk about all the time, you'll be like, oh my goodness, CK, but yes, 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 self care. In my opinion, It is a very important tool, and I am concerned, beautiful people, that we're not understanding just how important practicing self-care is. Now, when you are someone who is constantly pouring into others, there must be a way for you to replenish all the energy that you pour into the world. Trust me when I tell you that there are many different ways that we can practice self-care, especially when we view it holistically, meaning we take the person, and we consider them whole the wholeness of their lives right there are different facets of our lives and in each you know um and in each layer of our lives you know like our education our occupation our physical health etc all of these things can you know have an impact on us therefore we need to learn how to take care of ourselves so that we can endure those rough patches in life. And the benefits of learning to take care of ourselves, well, it extends beyond us. And trust me when I tell you, Village, it has a positive impact on all those whom we encounter. Now, for someone who's in crisis or who may be experiencing emotional distress, self-care will be the furthest thing from your mind, which is completely understandable. In truth, self-care is something that you grow into. It's not an automatic practice, especially if you've been in crisis. When we learn to identify the things that we need to do in order to take better care of ourselves, not only does it help you to feel good, but you will be able to show up for others more effectively. Now, self-care, it is for everyone. And we need to realize that it's really about self-preservation. Kings and queens think about all the ways, and I mean every last one, that we take care of everything else that matters in our lives. we got to stop allowing ourselves and others to cause us to feel guilty for taking some time to take care of ourselves. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are reaping the benefits. Trust me. Check in with your needs and live each day in a way that protects your mental health because it is an integral part of your total well-being. And self-care, it helps us to rejuvenate our spirits and souls so that we can continue to be the fantabulous kings and queens that we most definitely are. And I'll be right here to remind us all of this fact. Yes, me too, I'm included. I need reminding. Tell me too. Remind me of that fact every chance I get, and every chance you get, because we are our brothers and our sisters' keepers. You dig? Now, if you've heard the show before, then you know that there'll be plenty of music too. So tonight we'll be listening to some R and B love songs from the '80s. Yes. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Now, without further ado, I believe that it's time for me to take my first walk of the evening to my musical jukebox. Beautiful people, I think that you will recognize this next song as one of her most popular and it's from her third studio album which was released in 1986 now the single peaked at number 3 on the US Billboard Hot 100 and number 1 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart say that more than once if you can <laughs> according to Richard Rapani who has a PhD in music this single is one of the earliest examples of the new jack swing Okay, era. New Jack Swing, remember that? Now the song won for favorite soul R&B single at the 1987 American Music Awards. It ranked number 30 on VH1's 100 Best Songs of the Past 25 Years, number 45 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s, number 79 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Pop Songs, number 11 on Rolling Stone's 200 Best Songs of the 80s, and number 6, on LA Weekly's best pop songs in music history by a woman. Okay, it was successful, and I think you'll agree when you hear it. I think so, I think so. Well, here she is. It's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, with one of her signature songs, Nasty. That was Jody Watley with her song, Looking for a New Love. Anybody out there looking for new love? Hmm? Let me know if you're looking for new love. That is probably my favorite song from her. Now that song reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and charted in several countries worldwide, peaking at number one in Canada. One of the song's key phrases became a popular saying, hasta la vista, baby. And it wound up on innumerable answering machines, and it was also used by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 1991 film Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Well, Village, you know me. I'd like to take a little bit of time to talk about some things, whether it be about current events, entertainment, or something that's just on my mind. So, why don't you get into my segment called, Let's Talk About It. Beautiful people, February is International Boost Self-Esteem Month. Now, Village, as I mentioned last week above everyone else, you know, and what they think of you. What matters most is what you think of yourselves. And it can definitely have an impact on your life and the relationship that you have with yourself and others. Now, LinkedIn has three keys to what they believe will help someone to have unstoppable confidence. So let's check out this list and see if there's anything that may be of help to you and me. I'm always a part of these conversations. Okay, you just better know. I'm talking to myself too. Mm-hmm. Number one, give yourself positive feedback. What? Give yourself some positive feedback. Go on and dust your shoulders off, right? In a world that thrives on likes, you might find that you're not getting enough likes from your friends and family, your co-workers, or your boss, No matter, though, the most important like is the one that you give yourself. You heard me? Now, this may be hard for some, and it is, especially if you're used to beating yourself up all the time. We are our own worst critics, aren't we? But what about giving yourself some props sometimes? Mm? Are you able to do that? For instance, if I asked you to come up with three things that you like about yourself or you know some things that you think you do that are amazing what would you say what would you say hm i probably would say i like my smile i like the way that i am with people you know i feel so comfortable with them and i like my cooking Because you know what? I always want to cook so that people can enjoy. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm not a chef. Don't send me to the Culinary Institute or anything like that. But you'll be happy, okay? So those are some things that I like about myself. So then you think about that for yourself because the more you're able to do that, then the more you're building confidence, okay? Number two, celebrate your progress. Celebrate your progress, honey it is a process it is a process anything that we're doing it's a process it takes time and one of the things that we need to do is to be able to take a look back and see where we were so that we can recognize where we are now And I'm telling you, Village, the little things matter. The little things count, right? All of our accomplishments, they do count, right? We're always so focused on the goals, you know? And when we fall short, quote unquote, fall short, we just go in on ourselves. And honestly, doing that can be demotivating, right? You could suddenly have feelings of wanting to just give up. But no matter what, no matter how dark it may appear, right? Always celebrate the small wins because trust me, village, they matter too. Because the small the small wins, they become, I don't know, medium wins, and then they become big wins, right? And before you know it, you're like, okay, I did that. I did that, honey. And that's what we want to do for ourselves. Number three, remember past successes. Sometimes when we're about to tackle something that appears to be too too challenging, right, too difficult, we have a tendency to question our ability to complete the task at hand. It might be helpful to think about our past successes, using them as motivation to keep going and to not give up. Now, remembering to do all these things in a moment when you're feeling fear or panic, that can be futile. All right. It could be futile. That's why if you want to take anything to the next level, you're going to want to get in the habit of practicing these tips that I just gave you from LinkedIn on a regular basis, right? Why wait until you're backed into a corner? People don't start learning self-defense the moment they get attacked, right? (laughs) So put these things into practice. Carve out some time, a few moments every day, five minutes to build up your arsenal of positive feedback, progress, and successes. And I'm telling y'all, Village, you'll be on your way to developing unstoppable self-confidence. Here's to brighter days. Now, Village, if you've been listening to the show, then you know that each and every week, and I do mean each and every week of the year, I talk about Black history. I believe that we should talk about Black history all year long because Black history is American history, and one day we won't have to make the distinction. Somebody said that to me today, and I said, I agree with you, Queen. One day we will not have to make that distinction. But while we are... Let's continue to focus on the fact that it does not have to be regulated to one month. It doesn't. So, let's talk about it, shall we? This day in history, on February 21st, 1965, Malcolm X, a religious and civil rights leader, was assassinated during a speech at the Audubon Ballroom in Manhattan. Malcolm X was just 39 years old and left behind his wife, Betty Shabazz, and six young daughters, including twins born after his death. Born Malcolm Little and later known as El-Haj Malik El-Shabazz, Malcolm X rose to the national stage as a leading black voice in the 1950s and 60s. After being appointed a minister, and spokesman for the Nation of Islam, Malcolm X brought tens of thousands of new members to the religious organization in the mid-1900s. His powerful oration and innate charisma drew large crowds and supporters, but his criticism of white society and calls for a black nationalist movement drew controversy and opponents. Fearing his power and influence as a black leader, the FBI followed Malcolm X throughout his public life. After falling out with the Nation of Islam leader Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X left and started his own movement. As his popularity grew, so did the threats on his life. Just a week before Malcolm X spoke in Manhattan, he and his wife, along with their four daughters, were forced to abandon their home in the middle of the night after it was firebombed. After Malcolm X's assassination, thousands of people traveled to the Unity Funeral Home in Harlem to view his body and pay their respects. Malcolm X was buried on February 27th during a funeral attended by family, friends, and civil rights leaders, including John Lewis, Bayard Rustin, and Andrew Young. Actor and activist Ozzie Davis gave the eulogy. Malcolm X's legacy far outlasted his life. And through his best-selling autobiography and powerful speeches, his beliefs later inspired the Black Power Movement and remained influential on activism in America and throughout the whole world today. And that, beautiful people, is Black History Wednesday This next song was recorded by this American jazz and R&B musician. It was written and composed by Heatwaves keyboard player Rod Temperton and produced by Quincy Jones. Now Patti Austin provides the backing and scat vocals that are heard throughout. This was one of the first singles for this artist to hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Soul Singles Chart. And it also peaked at number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 Chart, making its most successful pop entry. It peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot Disco Singles Chart and at number seven in the U.K. Singles Chart. Here is George Benson with Give Me the Night. The blue
2: Everywhere, so give me the Uh Uh night Everywhere, so give me the night. Give me the night.
1: was from his debut album, Make It Last Forever. It reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Hot R&B, Hip Hop Singles and Tracks chart for three weeks. And it became the most successful number one single of 1988 on the Billboard Hot R&B chart. I Want Her also peaked at number 38 on the Dance Chart. And the song topped the R&B Billboard year end chart for 1988. It was ranked number six on Complex.com's list of 25 best New Jacks, another New Jacks um, swing song of all time. Here's Keith Sweat with one of my jams, I Want Her. And when we come back, I will get into today's topic. (laughs) So bad kings and queens now if you checked out last week's episode then you know that i'm doing a series about couples at the request of one of my most faithful and favorite listeners i appreciate them so much for being so faithful to the show and for feeling comfortable enough to give feedback and to ask about this topic i would love to hear from you let me know if there are any topics that you would be interested in hearing and i'll do my best to include that topic in a future show Now, last week, I talked about how to deal with a negative partner. Now, if you did not get to hear that episode, please go back and listen to it this week or at your earliest convenience. Now, this week, I'm going to be talking about how to be a supportive partner. Right. I am a firm believer. I am a firm believer in balance. Right. That's my word of the year for 2024 balance. And if you're going to talk about one side of things, well, in this case, you know, being a negative partner, then I also have to talk about how to be a supportive partner, right? Balance. I've learned that no matter who you are, we are not mind readers, right? And when we are in a relationship, it would be good to ensure that we have an understanding of what it is that our partner needs so that we can have the relationship that we desire. Every healthy relationship is built on a bedrock of mutual understanding and emotional support. At least that's what it should be, right? Being a supportive partner means listening to, caring for, and helping your significant other so that they know that you're there for them, no matter what they're going through. Learn more about how to build a supportive relationship, okay? So what does support look like in a relationship. Being a supportive spouse or significant other involves meeting your partner's needs. There are many different kinds of support that you can offer your partner. Perhaps your partner needs validation, empathy, or acceptance. Maybe they just need a listening ear or a shoulder to cry on or or someone who can pitch in and do chores around the house. Oh my goodness, no matter what it is, You know, men, women, kings, queens, do you know how different it is when you feel validated, when you feel accepted just the way you are, when you are able to speak with your partner and they're listening, not waiting their turn to speak, they're listening, they make you feel safe by being a shoulder to cry on. And when they see that your world is upside down, they're willing to step in, pitch in, and help around the house, right? Support, it isn't just a factor in romantic relationships, although that's what I'm talking about here today, but it's also the foundation of strong bonds with friends and family and other close confidants, right? Every relationship, it matters. So let's talk about the three reasons why being a supportive partner is important, right? So one, you wanna create a stable relationship. A supportive relationship aims to meet the needs of each partner when they arise. And couples, they do benefit from consistency. Listen, don't, you know, give me breakfast in bed, you know, just like once in a blue moon and you want me to fall all over you about it. It's, it's just like, you know what? If it was something that you did consistently that was special from you to me and vice versa, from me to you, can you imagine how that would make your partner feel? And you don't have to announce it. Just do it. Surprise them. Do you know the benefits of that? Making them feel good, trust me, it's going to work out for you in the long run. Knowing your partner is there, okay, through good times and bad times, consistently makes the world of difference and it creates a stable relationship. I mean, just think about it. It's really common sense, right? What if I'm able to talk to you today and we had such a beautiful talk? We done turned on the music, maybe lit some candles. We got wine. The kids are gone if you have any, right? It's just you and me and we're able to just kick it and just talk about anything right oh my gosh so cleansing so therapeutic so positive but then the next day in thinking that this is what we're doing now you snap at me when i want to talk to you Ooh, what how am i supposed to believe in what we just did yesterday when you're snapping at me today and you might have some stuff going on you might but we still need to learn how to speak to each other it's not what you say it's how you say it you might have had a hard day at work And now you're coming home and I want to talk your ear off about something. You may not be in the space to do that, but there's a way to say that. You don't have to yell. You don't have to be nasty. You know, baby, you know, honey, you know, love, I'd like to give you my undivided attention. But unfortunately, I am at maximum capacity right now, and I fear that I'm not going to be able to do that. Can you just give me a few moments so that maybe, I don't know, I can practice some self-care? <laughs> so not only can you show for yourself, but you can show up for them too? There's no argument. And I clearly understand as my partner what it is you need in that moment so that I can have your undivided attention when you're ready. Now, don't make it seem like you forgot that I'm waiting to talk to you, right? Take your time unwind do what you need to do but then circle back right now another thing that makes it important to have a supportive or be a supportive partner is it boosts self-esteem it boosts self-esteem oh it makes you feel so good yeah yeah and it doesn't have to just be in february where we're boosting our self-esteem month no 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 every day Supporting your partner can improve their self-esteem and make them feel valuable and important. And also, it improves mental health. I mean, what are we talking about here if not mental health, right? Going through hard times alone can take a toll on a person's mental wellness. Lots of stuff comes against us in life, doesn't it? A supportive partner can help you, their loved one, process difficult emotions in a safe and nurturing environment. This helps build trust and also positively impacts our mental health. Really, it kind of comes down to one thing. Don't you just want to be treated the way, or don't you want to treat people the way you want to be treated? Why would you want respect, but yet you don't give it? Relationships are a two-way street. I say it all the time. So whatever it is that you're asking, then you also must be prepared to give it. It's really simple, right? So now that we've talked about the importance of being a supportive partner, let's talk about how you can be a supportive partner in a relationship. Well, this one is number one, and it is for a reason. Practice active listening. Active listening means you're giving your partner your full attention. You're not on your phone. You're not watching the football game, although I'll, um, I'd be right there watching football with you, but right now we're talking. So I need your undivided attention, right? So maintain eye contact and express interest in what they tell you. Uh-huh. Oh, really? And I mean, be genuine about it because we can tell when you're fake. <laughs> we can tell little things like nodding and understanding, leaning in, a comforting gesture, all right? It goes a long way in making your partner feel that their point of view is respected and validated. And then guess what? Switch. I'm saying relationships are a two-way street. Mm-hmm. How about know when to give your partner space? We kind of just said something like that a few minutes ago, but let's get into that. Giving your partner space. Because while you are a couple, you're also individuals first. And sometimes you need that alone time, right? It might seem like it's counterintuitive, but no. Sometimes it's the most supportive thing that you can do for yourself and for your partner. Right? Now, depending on your your loved one's personality type, they may want to be alone when going through a difficult time. Before assuming what kind of support your partner needs, ask them. If they prefer company or if they need some alone time, communication can help us get through a lot. You can also check in with your partner regularly, even when your partner is not actively going through hard times. Regular check-ins can make them feel valued. Hey baby, how was your day today? Did you ever get a chance to finish that project that you were working on? You were you were up late the other night. How'd it go? schedule time to have a meaningful conversation consider scheduling bi-weekly or monthly date nights date nights put the kids to bed get a babysitter or go ahead and use your village right do you have grandparents in in the building you have a sister or brother somebody right date nights where you can set aside time to talk about what's on both your minds Remember, once again, communication an important element in having a successful relationship. I know from experience that it's no good to keep things inside. You know, you walking around with pent-up resentment on, on either side. It will not bode well at all. So let's learn how to talk to and with one another. Show your partner some physical affection. You may not like PDA, you know, public displays of affection. You may not but physical affection can strengthen the bond between you and your partner. Sexual intimacy is important in romantic relationships, but so is hugging, holding hands, and cuddling. Physical affection offers reassurance and comfort, and it can also help with lowering stress levels. Now my kings, I'm gonna to talk to you for just one moment, okay, I'm a queen, and I believe that other queens feel this way as well. We like to feel safe with you. <laughs> Right. We like to know that we're safe with you and not just like in a physical sense, like if there's danger, you're going to just like, you know, become like Superman and like, you know, battle the evil people. No, no, no. I'm saying we like to feel safe with you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like we want to feel safe, that we can talk to you about anything. And sometimes holding our hand, rubbing our back, talking to us in a loving voice, it can really go far. And queens, same thing. Same thing. You know that shrieking, nagging voice that the kings think they always hear from us? hmm How about taking that down a notch? Or two or three? Huh? How about thinking about how you're speaking? How you're coming off? How you're sounding? He doesn't need to hear that all the time. Huh? Go sit down somewhere. Calm yourself down. And so that you can speak to him in a loving, nurturing way. Okay? So it works both ways. Also, you got to pay attention to your own needs. You'll likely have a tough time supporting your spouse or best friend when your own needs are not being met. Hello. You're an individual first before you're a couple. So you got to set boundaries and prioritize your own needs, your mental health and your well-being. Now, although it's not uncommon for one partner to need more support than the other from time to time, healthy relationships involve finding a balance so partners can feel supported. I think it's important to spend a little bit of time, you know, with this one. Think about it. In my opinion, relationships are 100-100, not 50-50, 100-100. But there are times when you or your partner may be having a difficult time. They may need a little more TLC from you, a little more understanding, and perhaps you will need to step up for them in ways that shows them that you're there for them and that you will see them through whatever it is they're going through. Now, on the converse side of things, as a partner, it'd be nice if you would take the time to notice when your partner is doing things that are important to them. In the spirit of growth, for instance, evolution, (laughs) self-improvement, It'd be a great example of this. There comes a time when your partner is working to make themselves better, not because you asked them to, but because they were enlightened to do it. They felt inspired and motivated to be better for themselves. And as a result, it's going to do nothing but benefit the relationship. Perhaps it could be an opportunity for you as their partner to not only support them as they do their internal work, but perhaps we can take a look at ourselves so that we can grow together grow together don't be afraid if you see your partner in the gym wanting to lose weight if you think you need to go lose weight then hey why don't you get a membership and go with them don't sit there and think oh who you getting cute for Mm. you think that you're going to be looking all good for this guy over here oh is that what it's for why can't it just be for me why can't it just be because I want to feel better I want to be better And then, as I say, come with me, because you might need to go and maybe lose a couple pounds yourself. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe stop hating when your partner wants to improve in whatever it is. They want to go take a Spanish class. Stop tripping and thinking they want to go speak to Roberto, and that's why they want to learn Spanish. That's not it. They're leveling up. They're leveling up, and instead of being mad, jealous and insecure empower yourself to do the same thing in the areas where you see that you need improvement go on and do it nobody's keeping you from doing it right a supportive partner is one who helps their partner grow and become more comfortable with themselves they also help their partner through their weaknesses which helps them become stronger and more independent a supportive partner is someone who genuinely cares about you and wants you to succeed in life they're not going to sit there and tell you nope stay right where you are don't grow don't aspire to do nothing don't have any ambition i know that you're unhappy and you don't like your job but stay there no that's not a supportive partner you're not being supportive if you are doing that you are not being supportive right you need to be available if they need advice if they need some help and don't judge and criticize based on mistakes or shortcomings because we all make them even you who's doing the judging we all make them we all fall short of the mark but we pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off Both partners need to be supportive of each other's dreams and goals. It creates an atmosphere of mutual trust and respect, which can lead to long-lasting love between two people who truly care about each other's well-being. Having a supportive partner can help to reduce stress and anxiety. As you know, when you have someone who cares about you, And will be there for you when you need them. I mean, doesn't that make you feel good? And in addition to being there for you, it's important to know that they're also willing to seek help if they need it. Trust and intimacy are two things that can make or break any relationship. You want to be able to trust your partner and feel connected to them. But this doesn't happen overnight. Right? Stop thinking about these microwavable relationships. We just met today today. Next week, we have moved in. Two weeks from now, we're getting married or we're having a baby, not even married. And when push comes to shove, when the road gets tough, where are you? Why does it seem like it's so difficult for you? Because you haven't taken time to develop the relationship to get to know each other to get to understand each other's emotional blueprint. That's not the first time y'all heard me say this. And if it is, you haven't been listening. We all have an emotional blueprint. It is what causes us to think and behave the way that we do. It shapes our perspective and the way that we treat ourselves and each other. There's a reason for that. Think about it, go sit down somewhere, think about it. What happened to you in your childhood? What was the messaging in your household that told you whatever it is that keeps you from having the best relationship that you could have? It takes time and it starts with building a foundation of trust by consistently, there goes that word again, showing up and being there for your partner through thick and thin. Beautiful people, kings and queens, I hope that this has been helpful to you i really do village and of course you know that i always encourage you to do your own research so that you can learn how to be a supportive partner i mean there's so many different um, pieces of advice and and information out there so go ahead and check it out okay here's to brighter days
0: So precious
3: from me, baby
1: pop group new edition with a favorite of mine and i'm sure some of you as well can you stand the rain i mean can you i mean if we're talking about being a supportive partner this song right here definitely wants to know can you stand the rain it was released on december 3rd 1988 by mca records as the third single from their fifth studio album heartbreak Written and produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis with Johnny Gill, Ralph Tresvant and Ricky Bell on lead vocals and Michael Bivens with a spoken piece. Can You Stand the Rain is about a relationship presently going well, but the king is asking his queen if he can count on her to remain by his side in case things should ever go left, right? I'm sure we can all relate to that, right? And it was followed by I Wonder If I Take You Home, right? Lisa Lisa and the cult Jam. And it's a song that was recorded with full force in 1984. Record producer Kenny Beck discovered the song in a quote unquote discard bin. I mean, they was going to put that in the trash, y'all at Personnel Records while looking for songs to include on his debut album with the label. He was so impressed that he created a compilation breakdancing album with CBS' Suzy Q just to include this song. Mm -hmm. He released the album in Europe on CBS Records and it immediately gained popularity as a dance hit with club DJs there. Soon American DJs began playing the song in the United States on Columbia Records. After the song received heavy play from these DJs, I Wonder If I Take You Home reached number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Club play chart for one week in June of 1985. And on other U.S. charts, it peaked at number six on the R&B chart, and it reached number 34 on the Hot 100 in 1991. Now, the single was certified gold in the U.S., And overseas, it charted at number 12 on the U.K. singles chart. And it was even number 41 in the Netherlands. The Netherlands, y'all. Okay, kings and queens, it's time for this week's inspirational story. But this week, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Now, there were some words of wisdom that I came across and I thought that it might be cool to share them with you and I hope that this list may help you to be reminded of how we need to give grace to one another okay here goes be tolerant of those who are lost on their path ignorance conceit anger jealousy and greed stem from a lost soul so we pray that they'll find guidance Respect all things that are placed upon this earth, whether it be people or plant. Honor other people's thoughts, wishes, and words. Never interrupt another or mock or rudely mimic them. Allow each person the right to personal expression. Never speak of others in a bad way. The negative energy that you put out into the universe, trust me when I say, y'all, It will multiply when it returns to you. All persons make mistakes, and all mistakes can be forgiven. They say that you should forgive, right? For your own benefit. Children are seeds of our future, okay? Plant love in their hearts and water them with wisdom and life's lessons so that when they're grown, you can give them the space to continue to grow right avoid hurting the hearts of others the poison of your pain will return to you be truthful at all times honesty is the test of one's uh you know it's a test of one's will actually within this universe when you're being honest especially in the difficult times right keep yourself balanced Your mental self, your spiritual self, emotional and physical self all need to be strong, pure and healthy. So work out the body to strengthen the mind and grow rich in spirit to cure emotional ails. Make conscious decisions as to who you will be and how you will react. Be responsible for your own actions. And last... Be true to yourself. This above all, to thine own self be true. You cannot nurture and help others if you cannot nurture and help yourself first. They say, beautiful people, that charity begins at home. That's what they say. That's what they say, yes. So what's the moral of the story, you may ask? Well, pay attention to the energy that you're putting out into the universe because it will come back to you. Right Before we can point any fingers toward anyone else, let us first take the time to concentrate on ourselves and make sure that we are in a good place. That was Motown legend Smokey Robinson with Being With You. The song spent five weeks at number one on the Hot Soul Singles chart from March to early May of 1981. And it reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 behind Betty Davis' Eyes by Kim Carnes, his highest charting solo hit on the Billboard pop charts. It also reached number one in the UK singles charts as well. And very soon after Robinson's English single was released, Motown's subsidiary label, Tamla, released a Spanish version of the song under the title of Aquí Contigo. Yes, y'all, I can speak Spanish poquito, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and it was followed by the one and only the late Whitney Houston with Saving All My Love For You, which is a song that was written by Michael Macer. And Jerry Goffin, originally recorded by Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. for their album, Marilyn and Billy, in 1978. But I always have been a believer that songs find their way to the right home. And it was with Whitney Houston. She recorded it for herself, titled Debut Studio Album in 1985. It was released in August of that same year by Arista Records as the second single from the album in the U.S. and third worldwide. The song became a global success, success, and it represented a commercial breakthrough for Houston, topping the charts in four countries and reaching the top ten in various other regions. It became her first song to top the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, staying there for one week and it was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America for sales of over 1 million copies. At the 28th Annual Grammy Awards, it won for Best Pop Female Vocal Performance, Well, kings and queens, it looks like we've come to the end of another show. I do hope that the information provided will be of help to you. And remember, it's always a good idea to do your own research, no matter what the topic is, especially if your life is involved. It has been both a pleasure and a privilege to be here in the village with you tonight. And I plan to be here each and every week, right? I want to thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I look forward to being with you again next week here in the village and again that's every wednesday evening at 6 p.m. eastern standard time please be sure to follow village mentality on instagram at village mentality that c k m s and mary and on facebook as village mentality um the podcast so it's village mentality the podcast all one word at village mentality the podcast now you can also catch All episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anger Radio Public, and there is a link to each episode available on Instagram at villagementality.ckm and on Facebook as Village uh, Mentality, the podcast. And just remember that God has got me and he's got you too. Be blessed, beautiful people, and here's to brighter days.
0: Energy so stale in the yeah. air, everybody's front and scared. Used to be so carefree. Used to be so happy. Used to have everything we need.